What's up, social media? And welcome back to episode one of our second season. And in this episode, we'll be looking at updates and news from the world of social media from the 14th to the 20th of July. Now remember, as we said in our trailer last week, this time we will be focusing more on any news that is of direct relevance to small businesses, especially those of us that are based in the Caribbean. So the format will be a little different. No interviews this week, but look out for interviews with um, regional social media managers, communication professionals, etc. as the weeks go by. This week, we have several headlines and we have our report of notes, our trend of the week, and our theme of the week. And what do I mean by theme of the week? Well, well, basically, each week, I'll be talking about some aspect of market research or online marketing and just give some basic information about it based on whatever articles, etc., that I'm able to access over that week. And this week, the marketing technique that we'll be talking about is social listening. So let's get started. What is social listening? Well, it's also known as social media monitoring. It's somewhat self-explanatory. You are listening in to what's being said on social media about your brand or your product or your business. According to a Social Media Today article, it's an excellent technique to reach your potential customers where they are and build a genuine, authentic customer-brand relationship. Unquote. And I'll give you another quote from the article. Quote, Whether you are using social media monitoring or not, people are talking about you on social media, and to neglect them is just a bad marketing move. So, okay, your business and you decided, all right, I want to try this social listening thing because I want to build up my brand. I want to, you know, get to know what's being said about my brand out there. So where do I start? Well, the first step is to determine the keywords to track. And a keyword can be one of many things. From the simplest level, it can be as they state in the article, it could be something like World Cup, or it could be a phrase such as, we thought it was coming home, but it's not. All of that is a keyword. A keyword can also be a brand name, your brand name, and also any misspellings of your brand name. So whenever you're using a social media monitoring tool, for example, Google Alerts, you wouldn't just type in the name of your brand correctly spelled. You would also type in the name of your brand with, you know, common ways that it's misspelled. Because if you someone writing about you and they misspell your name, you don't have that in your monitoring. You'll miss that person. You know, um, other keywords you can use um, include your URL. And you can also include like blog titles because... Sometimes if someone is sharing your content, they'll use link shorteners like Bitly. So if they use a link shortener, it wouldn't have your URL, but it might have the title of your blog, etc. Right? Um, what else? 
It could be the name of your product. And of course, when you're doing these kinds of, um, using these kinds of keywords, especially if your product has a, a name that's very commonly used out there, you have to be really careful. You should try to use some Boolean combinations such as and, or, and um, use that to refine the search. For example, Dove chocolate versus Dove soap. Right? Um, other keywords you can use are keywords associated with your competitors. So you can look at what's being said about your competitors. Look for the weak spots. You know, for example, if a competitor is not providing a good quality service and someone's complaining about the service, you could come in and say, hey, you know, I'm here and I can provide a better service to you. That's one of the ways you can use social listening. Um, your marketing campaigns, you should monitor to see which campaigns produce more buzz than the other. And also like branded hashtags. If you have a branded hashtag, you should also monitor that. Associated phrases such as where can I buy or can anyone recommend. Those phrases are very commonly used. So if people, for example, where can I buy some dishwashing detergent on a Sunday? You know, things like that. Those kinds of phrases also help you to find possible customers. Um, you can implement social listening in one of several ways. You can um, show appreciation to those that make use of your branded hashtag. Um, you can use the opportunity to engage with people. In a positive way, you know, you interact with them, strike up conversation, show again, show appreciation. And all of this helps to build a positive vibe around your brand on social media. Um, other ways you can actively do some social listening, apart from setting up like Google Alerts and use one of those paid tools, is you can just look for communities that would be interested in the kind of service or brand that you offer. And you look for those communities like in subreddit, so in Facebook groups. And you can join those groups and no, don't go into the group and just start advertising one time. What you can do is go into those groups and give help, you know, be active, be helpful, you know, um, without asking for anything in return. And that can then produce some really good vibes around you and your brand. You start to become associated with a lot of positive feelings, you know, from people. Um, another way you can use social listening is to find micro-influencers. Now, these are not these big celebrities with millions of followers, right? But these are people that are widely respected within their particular industry, within their particular community. The article that I'm referring, referencing, um, has a really good quote that describes what um what these kinds of uh, micro influencers are like. It says, quote, think about your industry, about the people from whom you learned something new, whose content you read to develop your knowledge of a certain topic, from whom you seek advice and whose expertise you trust. These are the influencers, maybe not major celebrities, but they are prominent, trusted voices within their niche. So these are, this is what you could consider a micro-influencer. It's like this, you know, this elder of the community, someone who is well-respected and whose opinion 
is listened to. You know, people go to them to learn. Right? These are kinds of people that if you can get them to promote you or to at least, you know, throw some good words your way, that goes a long way towards encouraging people to come to your brand. And again, once again, create some really good vibes around your brand. So this is just a little synopsis of some of the ways you can use social listening. What is social listening? And what are the kinds of keywords you can use in social listening? Listening. Now, this um, this information was um, summarized from the article by Social Media Today. The title of the article is Five Ways You Can Use Social Media Listening to Your Advantage. The um, blog that's associated with this podcast would have this source provided. Right, so let's move on to the report of the week. So this week's report came from Snapchat and it's called Footprints. Now, why they call this thing Footprints? Because it's a report of the literal foot traffic of Snapchatters. Now, one of the features of Snapchat is that um, you can turn on your location data and then they can track different places that you go in a given you know, time. And um, what Snapchat did is that they compiled all of this location data of Snapchatters based in the US. And from that, they were able to determine patterns of customer behavior in terms of the kinds of places they go to at different times of the week. And they put this information together in a report called Footprints. The sources for this piece comes from um, the business, the Snapchat business blog, as well as a Social Media Today article. Now, even though they're focused on the U.S. market, some of the insights seem to confirm common knowledge about audience behavior from Monday to Sunday. For example, you know, the knowledge, common knowledge that Sunday is a lazy day for most people. They want to just relax and have fun with their family. And that they do most of their errands between Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, some of the insights were actually quite interesting, such as what kinds of foods people eat on Mondays versus other days. They seem to consume more, more fast food at the beginning of the week, as they tend to be more on the go at this time, especially when they have to be doing these errands Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, the report also made suggestions of ways to use this data to guide one's marketing efforts. Um, one suggestion was to use this data to guide, to guide your geotargeting, which means you're targeting people based on where they're located, to drive for traffic to your brick and mortar store. So what I'm noticing Snapchat is doing is that they're actually tapping into that market that's offline. They're trying to connect the online to the offline marketing. Another suggestion they made has to do with how do you deal with in-store visitors, so people that are already in the store, how can you further attract and get their attention and encourage them to make, make purchases. So a quote from there, the Snapchat blog um, piece, and it says, quote, understanding the interests of your in-store visitors can help you build your ad creative to captivate their attention. For example, 
Knowing your visitors are likely to be interested in yoga can inform how you position your messaging. So, for example, you have the store and maybe your clothes store and you have, you know, yoga pants or whatever. If you know the people that are coming in, the information coming to you is that, oh, a lot of these people are coming in, they're into yoga. Then you can probably send ads to their phone for yoga pants or you can even reach out to them and say, hey, you know, we sell yoga pants in aisle number three or something like that. So these are some of the suggestions that Snapchat makes to help you to use your online, their online platform to um, promote and build on your offline marketing and offline um, brick and mortar business. That's the report for the week. Again, links to these will be provided on the blog. And what's the next headline? Well, the big news for this week was LinkedIn. They were on a roll, wink, wink, because they rolled out feature after feature after feature this week. And they had the features had to do with mainly with their LinkedIn Messenger, sorry, LinkedIn Messaging, as well as their um, videos and so on. So let's go through some of those features. There's a lot, so bear with me. The list is kind of long. All right, so one was now you can have closed captions to your videos. Um, they only allow you to um, upload SRT formats, but you can provide captions for your videos. Now, that feature is available only on desktop at this time. The next feature is um, the highlighting and sharing of quotes. So you come across an article in your phone, because this is mobile only. So you come across an article, you're reading the article, maybe you found it within the LinkedIn family of apps, such as um, Pulse. And you see this article and there's a quote that, you know, that jumps out at you. You can highlight it and then share the highlighted quote with a link to the article. And you could add other things as you want. So that is an option that's now available too the mobile users, um, as well as saving a draft of the post because we all know sometimes you're probably sitting in a maxi, you're typing up your stuff and then you have to come on the maxi or you suddenly have to stop to go do something else, etc. Now you have the option to save your post as draft so that you can come back to it later, complete it and send it. That's also mobile only because I mean it's 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 on the assumption that you're on the go. You're doing this thing while you're moving from place to place. Also available on mobile and desktop, there's now a C translation button. So if you're getting messages from someone um, that is writing, speaking in another language, you can now translate their messages to the form that you can read by clicking on the C translation button. Um, now, on in your profile by clicking on the me button you can now get access to all of your content in one place so articles you've shared pieces you've written comments that you've made your your resume you name it everything that has to do with you on linkedin 
has been compiled into one place and you access it by pressing the me button. Happily, this is, well, it's, I don't know about happily, but it's available only on desktop at this point. And then there's the LinkedIn messaging stuff. There's the compose box where you, know, you have to type your message. It's now stretched out. You can stretch it out so that you can write longer messages, especially for us older people, you know. And um, you can now share attachments. That's a big one. So now if someone is asking you for your resume, you don't have to say, okay, well, can you give me your email? I will send it to you via email. You can send a PDF of your email. Sorry, you can send a PDF of your resume directly within the LinkedIn app via LinkedIn messaging. Um, other supported document files are PowerPoint. I think you can also send um, a doc dot um dot doc as well and there are some other file formats that are available um what else well it's there are lots of others for example you can send emojis yeah i know what how to feel about that you can start and manage group messages um you can add mention people in messages and you can quickly copy paste images into your messages make it a little more visually appealing etc Right, as I say, yeah, pictures with a thousand words. Yeah, so those are the long, that's that, there's the long list of features that LinkedIn rolled out this week. This was the week of LinkedIn. Okay, so feel free to check it out and um, try out some of them. You know, because of, as a small business owner, you should be on LinkedIn to connect with people uh, with uh, B2B marketing, that's business to business marketing so that you can build on your brand, build authority, and interact with possible clients, possible suppliers, etc. via LinkedIn. Right? So that's the big story for the week. The other stories for the week are shorter, but just as interesting. For example, um, we're coming to the end of July, which means back to school shopping. And in response to that Snapchat, um, sent out marketing tips for back to school and this again is coming from the snapchat blog as well as the social media today article and i'll quote the snapchat blog quote back to school is the second biggest shopping season of the year touching 29 million households and accounting for 27 billion in sales in the u.s in 2017. Now, we in the region may not be able to quote such specific numbers, but I would dare say that back to school season is definitely a very important season for businesses to provide, you know, all the back to school stuff, not just books, but, you know, paper, pens, stationery, book bags, clothes, you name it. And what they found interesting is that the shopping begins before August, so all now shopping has begun. And the, the Snapchat's base audience, which are your Generation Z, those are your teenagers, you know, in this time. And they found that they have a significant say in the purchasing decisions of their parents. And, of course, given that Snapchat is Gen Z's, you know, platform of choice most times, um, Marketing to them via that platform would be a really good idea. 
So Snapchat made several suggestions in their article of ways that you can use Snapchat to promote your business for this back to school season. Some of these suggestions include sponsored filters, snap ads, and story ads. Now story ads is a little new. Um, it's a new thing that they put out and I'll quote them, quoting the blog. They say that quote story ads are a collection of three to twenty snaps that you can use to showcase a full suite of products. Like stories, but a story of ads. So that sounds interesting. And, and I guess, you know, they, well, each store, you would have a link back to the website or to your store, etc. And you can then promote your products and also track those that, you know, um, come to your website and you can follow up with them, etc. Um, another tip that they gave was the use of targeting via location and lifestyle categories on their app. And I'll quote their blog again. Uh, quote, reach relevant shoppers for the back-to-school season by targeting Snapchatters in the, quote, colleges and universities location category or, quote, parents and family-focused Snap lifestyle category or use the Snap pixel to re-engage Snapchatters that have already visited your website. So those are some of the suggestions that they've made that you can use to go out there and promote your business in this back-to-school season, maximize this time, right? So that's the other story for the week. Another big one is that, I don't know if it's a big one, but it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's something that people can make use of, it, but it's one of those really gradual changes that happens, and it's something that builds up over time. So the story is that Facebook now offers to merge contacts from Instagram. Again, this is based on a social media today article. And I quote them, this is, quote, a new feature that enables Messenger users to merge their Instagram connections across to the messaging app, expanding your Messenger connection. So you have your list of people that you could connect with on Facebook Messenger. Now you can also bring your Instagram contacts across to Messenger so that you can interact with them there. Um, for many, including myself, at first blush, it seemed to make little sense because, you know, why bother? You know, Instagram is a Facebook app. The numbers are really close, you know. Why bother to go through this whole long rigmarole? Especially since Instagram has its own messaging. App, which is doing quite well. I think it's not a standalone app in certain countries. Instagram Direct. So, you know, it, it's seen as just another small gradual step that Facebook is taking to connect their family of apps. I have my own personal view on it. According to the article, one possible business application is to get your Instagram connections to become acquainted with your messenger bot because Instagram Direct does not have that messenger bot facility. So you can connect them with your messenger bot and, you know, allow for more direct conversation. Um, personally, I think it could be something as simple as bringing some people back into using the classic Facebook platform as a lot of people are shifting to Instagram in their business efforts. It because why? Because it's still possible 
to build a following on Instagram organically without having to shell out a lot of dollars for ads. Whereas on Facebook itself, getting exposure now for free is close to impossible. So, you know, it could be that because people would shift to Instagram to try to build organic following, you know, by pulling those same connections into Facebook, it then could probably encourage other people to not be like, well, okay, well, if I can bring them across, then I probably should, you know, get involved in Facebook again and start posting stuff on Facebook again and get caught up in the classic Facebook. Well, that's my personal opinion on what's going on there. Right? So, that's Facebook and Instagram. Yes, Facebook again. Now, they had an ads manager mobile app since 2015. So, you know, Facebook's very much about their ads. And they made it possible for businesses. Yeah, they made it possible for businesses to produce ads on their mobile so that in order to create a Facebook ad, I don't have to go to my laptop or my desktop or whatever, sit down, plan out my ad and put it out there and I'm done. I could be on the way somewhere, I could be in the middle of something else and I can still go ahead and make, get my ad organized, you know, set it up, schedule it, send it on its way. Well, now Facebook is adding further features to it on a more creative side. Um, according to their blog, Facebook Business News, um, they want to make it easier, quote, to build compelling ad content right from your mobile device. To me, a lot of the features reminds me of Canva. So it's almost as if the Facebook Ads Manager is becoming like uh, the Canva for ads, right? The, the kinds of tools they've rolled out are uh, like a text overlay and text policy checker so they allow you to write text over your ad and also to check your copy so for example i guess to make sure that you know you don't use too many words or you don't you know break some copyright rule or something like that so there's that checker there's the image cropper so you bring in an image and you can cut it to fit your ad um templates that are provided to create ads which for a small business owner so for a small business owner that cannot afford a fancy ads manager like having access to a template that I can just you know drag and drop cut and piece and bam I have my ad that's that's really great that's almost perfect so that's another feature that's been provided um, shapes stickers logos also provided as well as color filters a la Instagram and other photoshopping software where you may have your image and you want to filter the color probably to meet your brand colors to fit a certain mood that you want to create etc in your ad so those are some of the options well those are the options new creative tools that have been provided by facebook this week those are our stories for the week all right and with that we come to the end of our podcast today i'm really glad that you all you know listened in and i really hope this is of use to you the written version of this the blog will be available this week um, by the uh, by the end of the week because i have a lot of things wrapping up this week all right so have a great week everyone and see you next
subscribe. Bye! Music was Back to Summer by Nexlo on SoundCloud. This has been a production of Green Salmon Communications 2018.